No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. We're back. We took a little hiatus. We had some business we had to tend to. But, of course, it's we're, we're back like nothing ever happened. Tons of NBA to talk about. Uh, quarterbacks moving. Quarterbacks demanding to move, but no one's moving. The NFL is a, is a weird place right now. We're going to talk NFL quarterback situations. I think the most interesting... Of all the situations is Russell Wilson. He is on a Hall of Fame trajectory, if not already a Hall of Famer. Has a Super Bowl, wants an MVP, and it looks like he has a riff with Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to open it with First Take Tuesdays. I already see Nick's. We didn't even talk about this. I already see Nick's uh, little little name tag. I want to talk about this little sneaker debacle. <laughs> I want to talk about clout. I want to talk about people getting money. Uh, where that's going to be my First Take Tuesday. We'll break into that. NBA, pretenders, contenders, who's real, who's Fugazi. I got to talk about Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. We got a lot to talk about. Bucks, the Nets, 15-5 and five when the, the – the two of the big three play together. We'll get into all that. Big Nick, they're quick. Yes, sir. What's the good word, my G? What's the business, man? What's going on? I'm, I'm sitting out. I'm sitting out here looking at my window, watching all this snow melt, man. This shit is. This shit is crazy. Oh, the Nick, the big Nick. Always the, the, the weather, weather update. update. Every every day. A week and a half ago, this shit was covered. Now it's it's straight green. So I'm happy. I'm feeling great. Yeah, it uh, it has it's terrific. Been nice. It's been real nice. Is that terrific? Terrific. <laughs> Yo. First off, what's been up? How's everything been? Everything Gucci? Chilling, man. Chilling. Good, man. I was uh I was grinding. I was doing some some money making things. So I was out for the week. I was gonna <laughs> hop on the mic, but I, I was distracted and I wasn't locked in. So I had to be locked in. I wanted to make sure I was fresh and ready for y'all. Big J in the comments. What's up, baby? Um, so yeah, man. That's it. We back. Everything's good though. Oh yeah, beautiful. Lovely man, a lot of been watching a lot of NBA ball. Yo, I've been locked in the cave watching NBA hoops that's for it. a solid two and a half weeks. So yeah, it's been lovely. Okay, that's what's up. We're gonna get yeah. to the we're gonna get to the NBA. This is, this is this is that time of the year, man. You know, obviously, you know the NFL NFL ended about a month ago. You got a, got a little chance to decompress, and now it's full it's full hoop season, baby. It, I mean, yeah, it it is like that. It is, yeah. and it's 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 mid season now. We're gonna get to. Uh, we're going to get to the awards and MVPs and the the different definition of the MVP. If you take some, uh, like a guy, we'll get to it. We're going to get to the NBA. But let's kick it with this uh, first take Tuesday. Now, look, if you're a sneaker guy like me and quick, you pay attention to what's going on in the street. I know a lot of people are into the sneakers, just like, you know, a lot of a lot of folks are, are into the sneaker game. If it's reselling, if it's just rocking. It brings back the nostalgia, crazy, like all, all that. All that is wrapped up in the sneaker game, right? Absolutely. And obviously, it was brought to a new level with the last dance shit this summer. The Jordan, the Jordan resale market exploded. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been top, top of mind right now. It's been wild for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. 
So story breaks the other day. You've probably seen it. A kid is the son of a VP at Nike is a massive reseller. And I'm talking about massive to the point where there was one time he copped $130,000 plus worth of a Yeezy that dropped on his mother's credit card. Who's a Nike exec. You guys know the story. If you don't go look it up, there's a Bloomberg article. It's all over the internet. Uh, I can't, uh, the, the dude went by West, West side, Joe, West side, Joe. Yeah. What, West yeah. side, West side, fresh, West side kicks. Yeah. <laughs> West side, Joe. Yeah. And okay. What I'm getting to is first take Tuesday is look, bro. Get your money in silence. Say it all the time. I don't understand <laughs> this. I don't get this. What What is this about? So the long story of the short, if you haven't read the article, is the mom works for Nike as a VP. She actually oversees the sneakers app. She, she oversees a, their, their direct-to-customer line, which yes. is Nike selling shoes directly to the customer a la sneakers and other yes, avenues. exactly. So, like, and she was the VP of North America. Like, this woman was very, 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 very high was, up she, she was, was involved. Nike over here, yes. She was yeah. involved. Involved. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't regular. <laughs> yes, she was involved. Her son is a reseller. She's getting them via bots, all types of shit, but he's using his mother's credit card, corporate credit card, to buy sneakers and resell them. Obviously, that's a no-no. There's a lot of stories out there that, you know, he might have been getting the the early access or the 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 bots might he had discounts he might have been getting discounts all types of shit, corporate right? store reselling yeah just a bunch of bunch of red flags now i'm going through this man's page and i'm reading all the articles he had been reselling since like 2017 yeah i mean they at one point in the article on bloomberg they said he got four pairs of nike mags which were reselling for like 15k a pop. That, that someone happened to find in a storage garage. Like, stop the okay. cat. If you know anything about the <laughs> Nike mags, that you're not yeah. finding four Nike mags in a. It's, it's like, yeah, like, yeah. I found four rare diamonds in the yes. public storage that I happened to rent here. Yes, stop this the doesn't cat. happen. Stop the cat. Okay, Capping, so. cap. <laughs> Washington Capitals. Capitals. So <laughs> he's been doing this for a while. My first take is that listen. You are getting away with this. No one has said a word to y'all. And and maybe the mother doesn't know the 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 scale, but she obviously sees the credit card bill. That, that's what I thought at first, and then I thought about that. Well, listen, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, yo, if I'm running up your credit card bill, you're gonna get the bill and I have to pay you back that money. Yeah. Like that that bill thousand dollars. The bill has to get paid, right? It's not a, so, you don't Venmo hundred hundred bands. It's not it's like <laughs> yo. What's going on here? I need that bread. Long story short is it's a no-no. I guess she had brought it up at some point um, to her people at Nike. They said it, was, it wasn't a problem, but it seemed like it got a little, a little more sticky than that. The point of the matter is what you're doing, you know your mother works at Nike and what you're, you're reselling very high-level releases of Nike products. Do not have a sit-down interview with Bloomberg News, one of the biggest, biggest publications in the world, and tell them all about it and how many pairs you're getting and how much money you're getting. Just fucking make money in your bedroom and don't don't 
it clout the clout is a, it, this clout is a keep drug it, keep it moving that's all you on a couple of different levels number one yeah for the obvious reasons like you can get popped in this situation because of who you are right and also like bro you're doing an interview with bloomberg like of all the places that you could tell your story you do an interview with bloomberg a financial magazine it's like like how much were you really feeling yourself to decide that bloomberg was going to be the interview that you were going to do you know number one number two you're probably not paying taxes on this shit, so you got a whole nother problem there, right? Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Who knows? And third, the bigger point is it's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Now she loses this job, which was obviously a huge job. She had worked there for 25 years, so I'm assuming she worked her way up from whatever to get this particular position. So your business is fucked. She's fucked. You know what I mean? Well, I like, the whole situation is just, it's just... But it's why stupid. Is, What's the point? But why is this clout to the point where you would risk compromising your operation just so people could give know who you, you clout? are? Like, because most people would rather no, be but, famous than rich. Yo, but this is the other thing. He's blocking out his face on the pictures. Yeah, but given his first and last name. But it's like, but I, I just don't get it, bro. What I'm saying is, yo, listen, everybody that listens to us, everybody that rocks with us, we missed you, by the way. I appreciate y'all rocking. Get your money in silence. Well, especially if it's borderline shit. Don't be putting it on social media. The clout shit is the, not. It, it's all it's all ridiculous, man. It's all cap. Not, it's hey, all yo, clout chasing. It's dude. all looking. I'll tell you, most people would rather be rich or famous than rich. Yo, like it's so much look at me bullshit. But look, death by clout, my G. It's it's all it is. It's all that look at me like shit. And like you know the crazy shit about the article that I found was crazy too. It's like clearly the the however it was the Bloomberg person stumbled on this. I don't believe that. I think they knew at some point they figured out who they were talking to and kind of need a way to to connect the dots. Confirm it, I guess. Yeah, and they confirmed the article, but even they tried to backtrack. Like yo, but it's we're not saying that he didn't make his money like by hustling and selling adidas and supreme and other shit and it's like look man like if you're this dude you know there's a chance that's gonna get out why are you sending in bank statements and credit card receipts and all this other shit like for what 100 percent death by clout that i like that i might use that going forward that's 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 great because that's what it is yo it's it's at a maximum too like the shit that i see on social media from people i know People I don't know, shit I stumble on, I can't take. I told you the other day, I go, yo, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm maxed out. out. I'm maxed out on cap. My salary, I'm past the hard cap limit for me is reached. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the luxury tax of the internet cap. <laughs> like, for real, man. Like, if I do something or whatever it might be, you'll, you're not going to hear me be like, in related to money or success or anything like that. Like, I'm just... It, it, the bragging and all that shit, man. Like it's just for so many different reasons. I want zero part of doing that, and That's I don't understand out. why you feel like you have to do it, man. Like, yeah, my salary cap, hard cap limit reached. I'm in the luxury tax. I'm paying two dollars for every dollar spent. I can't take it anymore. Like, <laughs> stop the cap, man. Just get back to showing cool shit. It's all good. I don't need to know all this, all this bullshit, and so much of it. I could go on for I mean, we could have a whole podcast on this because so much of it's from people where it's like clearly clout chasing. Like, yeah, I can't I can't do it, man. 
Yeah. I can't do it. Death, I got like death by clout. You're, death by you're, clout. You're, you're obviously getting over on the system in a major way. You're botting your way through. You're you're using your mother's credit card to be able to go out and spend because listen, he's he, on the Adidas flip, he spent a hundred and thirty thousand to make twenty bands. AKA yeah. the old adage, you need money to make money. Yeah. So like you're in a very fortunate situation where you're able to use your your mother's credit card to run up a hundred and thirty dollar bill. Well, flip. the limit that has a hundred credit card is able to run a hundred thousand on well, it. Right. Like that's so, let's, 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 like that's not that's not normal. To hundred to <laughs> regardless, it's her corporate card too, wasn't it? It was her corporate card. So either way, bro, what I'm saying is that, bro, make the fucking money, spend it how you want, do whatever, be low key, man. Yeah, yeah, you do do all the shit. Buy ten watches if you want to. I'm not telling you not to. Just don't put all ten of them on the gram and be like, "Look at me." Don't die. Don't don't. Especially that tax free shit. Like, don't let the internet kill you, bro. You know the next. That's what it is. You know the next phone call he gets. Fucking dumbest shit. Internal Revenue Service. So hey, we saw you. uh, He did what? (laughs) You're doing full blown fucking articles. Sit down articles with Bloomberg, and you know, and you know you're getting over. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just death by clout. All right. L- let's switch over to the NBA. Dude, mid- midway season is here, and we just rattled off 15 minutes on uh, the, the, the first take Tuesday. We got about a good 45 here on the NBA at least, and then we got to get into the uh, the NFL and the quarterback situation and Russell Wilson. Um, so, yeah, we back, baby. We probably give y'all a, a, a good hour and, hour and change. All right, Big Nick the Quick. It's the it's the midway point. The Jazz will literally run you off the floor. Doc Rivers seems to have the uh, Philadelphia 76ers looking like an actual threat in the East. Um, the Knicks are the four seed in the East. The so, Nets. Shout out the Knicks. Shout out Tibbs. Shout out Tibbs. Tibbs ball. The the uh, the I'm watching Nets. the Knicks tonight. By the way, is my league pass team. That's your league pass team tonight. Tonight, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Who they got tonight? Uh, it's crazy. I've looked at this like 15 times. It's the Spurs. Okay, word. Knicks Spurs. Shout out the 17 and 13 Spurs. Shout out the Spurs. Yeah, Pop- Pop- <laughs> yeah. Winning ball games. Shout out the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, so a lot to talk about in the association. It's the it's the midway point. All star break is next week, so we want to talk about who's real, who's fake, who we think is uh, the real deal, and then we could give out some midseason. You want to give out the midseason awards and then go real or fake, or let's go real or fake and run the midseason awards. What do you think? Let's run the midseason awards. Okay, lead the way, man. Midseason awards, and then we'll get into. Nah, you know what? How about we do this? Well, I know the midseason awards. A lot of these guys are going to be in the teams we go over. If we okay. go over the squad that you're rocking with, or someone's on there for a midseason award, we'll bring them up. How does that All sound? Right, cool. All right, you want to go east or west? Let's go. Uh, let's go east. Let's get okay, the east out the way. Let's get the east out the way. Let's uh, let, and and let's get the big dog out of the east out of the way. Brooklyn Nets. We know the story. James Harden is now. The head honcho, according to Kyrie Irving, that is. Um, he's running the show. KD's still not back back. So we'll see what happens when that gets back. But let, let, let's be real. The Nets are hey, the Nets are 15 and 5 when two at least two of the three of the big three play. They're averaging 124 points per game in in that window when when they get two of the three. 
I I I was a hater initially. I'm still a bit of a hater because I need to. I want to see all three of them together. I still. Uh, I, I but I I will say this. I wasn't expecting Kyrie to come out and essentially be like, "Yo, James, this is James." He's essentially saying this is James's team without saying this is James's team every time they put a mic in front of him. Talk to me about how you feel about that. 15 and 5 when two of the three play is impressive. They have been beating some of the best teams in the league. This is not like another team in the Bucks that we'll get to that hasn't really been beating anybody and they've won now five straight. We'll get to that. But they're beating some of the best teams in the league. They're beating these teams handily in some cases. James is going nuts. How do you feel about them? How do you feel about what Kyrie is saying? And well, uh yeah. I mean, they they have the potential. They have a higher offense. They, their offensive ceiling is so much higher than any other team in the league. Any but other I, team in the I, league at full strength. But before you don't even have to say that they're obviously yeah. a real contender. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no real. That they're, they're, yeah. they're very real. Extremely real. If you don't think they're real, watch their last you know 15 games. But uh, so yeah, offensively have the highest ceiling in the league, and it's not even close. And that's they're playing this way again. Like they're playing this way without KD. And KD is the player who, when you think about it, when you look at it, it's not like, oh, we need to figure out a way to fit KD in, right? Like, we need to there, – there's not enough basketballs to bring KD into this situation. He is the most efficient, high-volume scorer probably in NBA history. Like, you can drop him into any situation, and he's able to get 30 within the flow of a game, Right? whether it's by pin downs, whether it's coming off screens, whether it's shooting the jumper, whether it's taking someone off the dribble, whether it's posting somebody up, right? Like however you need it at that point in time, he can go out and get it. So when you bring him back into this situation, knowing that again, offensively, it's not going to disrupt anything. Watch KD. He doesn't need to take 25, 30 shots. He'll get you 30 on 14 shots, right? Coach, give me three to four shots a quarter. I'm good to go. That's all I need. I can get done what I need to get done. So when you consider the fact that they're going to add him back into the mix, that James Harden is the best point guard in the NBA right now, that Kyrie is like the scariest third option in the world, and you got three guys that can go out and get their own bucket whenever they want to. Like, we've never seen anything like that. So defensively, obviously, they have some problems, but I think that they're going to be that one situation where their offense might be so good, it's not going to matter how bad oh, they are. They're averaging 124 per yeah. game. Without KD. Joe, without Joe, without maybe the best offensive player, one of the best offensive players in league history. Joe Thomas shoots 50% from Joe three. Tom, it's, I think it's the second time you've brought up Joe Thomas when trying to talk about a different Joe. Shout no, out Joe like, Thomas. No, Retired Joe Cleveland Browns. No, left tackle. Yo. Joe Thomas. <laughs> Shout out Joe Harris. Badger. Yo, why do I keep doing that? I don't I do know. Keep doing it was that. a different Joe la last time too. No, nah, it was. I was still. Was talk, it Joe I Harris? Still trying to talk shout about out, Joe Shout Harris. out Joe Thomas, man. He was Yo, good. shout out Joe Thomas. Yeah, Hall, Hall of <laughs> Famer. Hall of Famer. No cap. Uh, okay, Joe Harris. My bad. I, yeah, I've done that multiple times. Shout out Joe Harris. But yeah, Joe Harris is shooting fifty percent from three on almost. Of course. Uh, I think it's like a little over seven attempts, like seven point four attempts a game, which is dumb. Stupid because he's 50 wide open from three is stupid. Wide open. So I think it's interesting because what with what you're saying about slotting KD in, I think it's interesting Anywhere. because I think it sounds good. It sounds very easy. And I think KD is obviously 
can play with anyone, stand anywhere, and get 30 whenever he wants. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see when he comes back and all three are back on the floor all the time like they were initially because they had those couple games where they all three of them were playing together. And mind you, J- uh, James had just got there. But they yeah, didn't like look – Their first couple games. Yes, they looked really, really bad. Yeah. So I am interested to see how they look when he comes back now that, you know, James has gelled a little bit and he's back in the in the mix full go. And then they're going to add on KD. Um, I'm interested to see how that works. I'm interested to see how 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 they get down running that offense. I think the bigger thing is Kyrie has told you in his play and on the mic that it's like, yo, I'm not the one guy. James Harden, get used to James Harden going for a triple-double uh, like he did the other night. That's what Kyrie said. He said, get used to that. Get used to this dude putting up massive numbers. It's almost like he he realizes or is beginning to realize, hey, maybe I am better when I'm the second option like I was in Cleveland to LeBron. Maybe I, maybe my best game is complimenting another top three guy in the league. Do we know that he ever felt differently? Like, out of all the weird yeah, shit well, that he's ever said, do we, have we ever heard him come out and be like, yo, I need to be the focal point of this, that, and the third? Like, yeah, I, I don't mean, think isn't, isn't he saying that when he left when he left uh, Cleveland before LeBron? Or, or no, nah, I think he just wanted to get out of that situation. I think no, knowing but he what wanted type his of dude, own team. Knowing what type of dude he is, nah. though, and just seeing kind of the, some of the shit that he said, I could understand why he wouldn't. Dude, I think when you play with LeBron, you are signing up to play with LeBron. Like you are no longer Kyrie Irving. Like but, you are part never, of LeBron Inc. And I think never that, that signed, wears on people. He never Plus signed people, up. He never signed up to play for LeBron, though. Exactly. So he exactly he never right. did. So he got what he needed out of there and was like, "Yo, I don't want to. I don't want to do this thing." Exactly. I want to. LeBron go, thing is too much. I want to be the number one option. I want to. You're saying you think? He, I think he, he want, more I, wanted to get out from under LeBron yes, instead of having I think he his just own wanted team. to get away. I think he wanted to get away from LeBron. I, I just think him and LeBron didn't gel. I think LeBron has talked, has has beat around the bush about it. Kyrie's, in his indirect ways, talked about it. Like I don't think the two of them gelled like that. I think, like, look, you think of all the good things about playing with LeBron, and it's like that's fine because we're not egomaniacs and, and NBA players. But like, that would probably be a lot of carrying water, a lot of you know biting your tongue, a lot of being the the sidekick, and in such a big show where it's just like, man, maybe I don't want to do this, especially after you win a championship, you got the ring. So it's like, yo, this part of it's all out the way, right? Like a lot of times you can deal with that shit in pursuit of the championship. Once you got that ring and you start looking around, you're like, man, we do shit on LeBron's schedule. This guy does this. He says this, that in the third, he's doing subliminal tweets, all this other bullshit. Like, I don't, I want to go do my own thing. It doesn't necessarily mean I need to be the only guy, but it can't be with this guy. Does that make sense? Like, I think LeBron yeah. is like a, a big force of – we know he's a big force of everything. He's the most powerful athlete on the planet maybe we ever we've ever but seen. That, but isn't that just a different way of saying, like, I want to – I want to – I want to I wanna, I wanna, I think it's almost like the way that LeBron is getting attention and the way that he runs everything, I want to be that guy and how I'm going to be that – how I'm going to get that attention and run shit is by being on my own team and I don't, being the head honcho. Yeah, I mean, he, but then at the same time, he shies away from the attention and claims he doesn't like it. I, I don't know. I see what you're saying. I just feel like the LeBron thing's a little bit different. But to your point, let's get back on that. I mean, yeah, to your point, like he is now saying that he came out last night and said it. 
he sounds like he's willing to defer to James, and he's still going to get his. I mean, they're they're going to there's going to be enough shots to go around for him to get his 20, 25 points and have his big moments and take over in fourth quarters, and he'll have his playoff moments and everything like that. But it's good that he's saying that now. But as we know, with Kyrie, you know, things no, change. I think that's massive. Quickly. I think, but I they're think winning that's ball games, so he might shut winning, the fuck up. Yeah, they're winning. He's saying, "Look, James is that man. Y'all, y'all better figure out how to stop him because he goes as we go, and we go as he goes, and simple as that." Yeah. I, I am, I am excited to see uh, them with all three now that James has been around because initially they looked really poor. 15 and 5 when two of them three when two of them three boys play and 125 per game clip on offense is stupid. So Easy. it's uh it is interesting. Let me ask you this before we move off the the nets real quick. I was thinking about this. Why do you think Harden is meshing with Kyrie better than he did Russell? Or maybe even CP3. Can you can we go that far yet? I mean, they did go to the Western Conference Finals Game 7 against the Warriors. Yeah, they won 62 games. So, yeah, yeah. and he won the MVP. Yes. So, so I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. Not, maybe uh, not that far with, yeah, with CP. I just, but. Yeah, I just think that this Nets team is just, again, offensively just at a better level. Like, uh, Kyrie is... Is Kyrie is better than Russ? Is that, is, is it in that this simple? situation, yeah. I mean, Russ last year was... We're on the downslide of Russ. So, I mean, that's what he was getting last year. He wasn't getting peak Russ. He wasn't getting MVP Russ. He wasn't even getting like that K- the last year of KD Russ, right? Um, and I think with Chris Paul, yeah, they had a lot of team success, but I think it's also Chris Paul's a hard dude to play with in that situation. Kind of like LeBron, just in a different way. Like, I think it's hard to play with Chris Paul if you're an established guy. It but why, but why, why do you think it's working so well with Kyrie so far? <laughs> Is it style of play? What yeah, do you think I think it it's style of play. I think it's that both of them can do their thing. Obviously, Steve Nash has figured out a way to make it work. But I think, again, like, I'm not going to sit here and say it didn't work with those other guys. Like, it did. It clearly worked with Chris Paul. They just didn't win a championship. They ran to the Warriors. Like, let's 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 keep it real here. Um, and then with last year in Houston, you know, Russ, this last year, Russ is not at the same level as Kyrie. Right. I don't know why no one's talking about it. I think Mike D'Antoni being on the bench is massive for this whole thing to work. Yeah, as long as he's not has anything to do with the adjustments. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's but I'm just talking about like, let me explain to you how this shit works and how it could work effectively on offense. Yeah. Like I, you guys might not understand this, but he's there to even vouch and be like, "Yo, this is I, how." I, the offense could run at peak levels when James is doing this, that, and the third. I think you know Steve Nash being on the bench is massive because of how he is able to see the game and kind of and kind of relate to them on a level. Like I think that I think it goes. Steve both, Nash yes, was low ego as a player, right? Like I, but I think, but you got a lot from him. Like I think it's the same way as a coach. It doesn't necessarily need to be a me, me, me thing. But like I think they're going to listen to what he's saying, and like if you're James Harden and and you're trying to master the point guard position, like you're going to listen to Steve Nash. Steve Nash knows how to run this type of offense, right? He knows how to get the most out of these guys. He knows how to put them in positions to keep them happy. His whole career was spent keeping guys happy. So he's kind of doing that as a coach. I think that's huge. Yeah, I I get what you're saying with D'Antoni as far as probably the X's and O's of it and the the drawing it up on the board and saying, hey, you know, he goes here, you go here. But philosophically – Philosophically, I think it's Steve Nash behind the scenes probably telling Kyrie, hey, man, you off the ball are a problem. 
because you'll get yours. You'll get your opportunities right. to break down defenders. But imagine if you got the, the second best defender guarding you or the third best defender guarding you. Man, you can eat. You can yeah. eat because they're going to be paying attention to James. And when Kevin comes back, they're going to be paying attention to Kevin. And what happens to you? Man, you're going to be busting dudes' ass. You're going to have Trey Young guarding you. You can go for 50 if you want. You can do whatever you want. Let's just win these ball games. It is what it is. Like, I think that's Steve Nash. I just think, yeah, no, I agree. And I agree with you. But I think Dan Tony was still one of the very first guys, Maury as well, to just understand like like how like how potent this dude James Harden could be if you just let him do whatever the fuck he wants yeah. and it's yeah it's 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 to he's got him in his corner no doubt about it like that Mike D James Harden is Mike D'Antoni but they're not running the Houston if you watch what they're doing they're no, absolutely not running the Houston offense I, I'm just saying but I know what you mean yeah like letting him under, letting yeah, him be the creator like, letting because, him be point guard yo because I could like if you've never I guess I mean, look, obviously we haven't coached James, but like, say you had a guy like that, whatever, like didn't just was like, if he was having an off day, you'd be like, man, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this is not how you run an offense. And Dan Tony's like, yeah, listen, like this could work. Like, trust me type of thing. Right. So it's, it's, he's got him in his corner. He could vouch for, for how he's playing ball and, and what he's got going on. So the Nets are interesting. Let's move over to the Milwaukee Bucks. Big Nick the Quick, Milwaukee Bucks, real or Fugazi? <laughs> I mean, it, it, we already know nothing matters with Milwaukee. Nothing, nothing matters with Milwaukee until the playoffs. In the playoffs, they still have the same exact problem. Even that win the other day was that against the the Clippers when Giannis had the dunk. Mm -hmm. Even that play right there showed me everything that's wrong with the Milwaukee Bucks. It was like, yo, great play, right? That dunk was huge. Like they're already up one and put them up two, put the game away. It was awesome, right? But it's like, man, if that's your go-to crunch time end of game play in the playoffs, it's not going to work because someone's going to follow Giannis. Like you move the ball around great, and you eventually got the ball to Giannis, who was able to go to the basket and slam it down. But that's not what I saw. What I saw was a bunch of guys before Giannis that had open looks and wanted no part of taking those open looks and eventually got to Giannis, and he happened to have that lane. But against the Lakers in a championship, if they get there, against Philadelphia – against some of these teams in the East, someone's going to be there. And the, what they're, they've seen that play now, right? They've, they, they know that play is something that Milwaukee can do. Uh, have they seen hey. the play? Yeah, they've seen that play, right? <laughs> like everybody's seen no one's, So when you, you saw what they did, they whipped it around like five times and found Giannis. Like that was a great play call by uh, uh, regular season Bud. But in the playoffs, someone's going to follow Giannis, put regular him at the line. Season, someone's going to follow Giannis, put him at the line, and he might miss both of them. And you call a timeout and you can come down and hit a shot. So for me, they're flugazy. Okay, Milwaukee Bucks, Fugazi. I same I, problems as before. I don't. There's nobody in the last two minutes on that team that scares me. The Milwaukee Bucks are Fugazi, like a true Donnie Brasco Fugazi, like Fugazi. Yeah. I don't. I th this team does nothing for me. I I don't know how else to say it. Move been, me. I, I don't I, even watch them. I hate watching. I've been, watching the I've, been bunch. I've been watching them a bunch because <laughs> first of all, I've been I've been hard on Chris Middleton, and it's I've been trying. Boy. I've been trying to watch. Almost they've been. I've been. I've been watching a lot of their games. I would say their last ten games, I've watched eight of them, and I'm looking for reasons not to crush Chris Middleton, and I'm. I always have trouble finding them, but. <laughs> 
Like, let, let, let's he's be... A, he's, a, he's a crushable player. Yo, let's be serious here. They've won five straight, so everyone's off Milwaukee's back. Well, like, the last 10 games, Milwaukee's five and five. They lost five. After looking awful, yeah, those five losses. They lost five, and then now they've won five to kind of get the people off of their back, right? But I'm but I'm really watching, and I'm looking at what's going on. Their last five games are against who? The Thunder? Ass. The Kings? Trash. Terrible. Worst team in the league. The Minnesota Timberwolves. That's Trash. the worst team in the league. The Pelicans, sub-500. Some nights they have it together. Some nights they don't. They look terrible. Sub-500 team. Then, they get, a, then they, get a, they get a win against the Clippers the other night at home, who down the stretch completely collapsed, went 0 of 9, didn't hit any shots they put up between PG and Kawhi, just fluttered out down the stretch. Hey, but that's a win. It's a good win. They're at home. They got that win, right? Okay, they get one quality win. They have one quality win in their last 10 games. That's what I'm looking at. Their last and by the way, these last five games they've won are all at home in Milwaukee. Their last win on the road was February eighth at Denver. So I worry about these dudes. They can only win one way. Giannis has to go ballistic, and and, and it can't even be like super late in the game. It can't be a close game. They can't yeah, win a close game. They they can't win a close game, and Giannis has to go ballistic for them. They have to be going into the fourth quarter up nine, eight, nine, ten points. Yeah, twelve points. Like that's they worry me tremendously. Like they they can't beat the Nets. They can't beat the Sixers. Like they just can't. They're gonna have big trouble. I know Boston is fucking around. I think they would have big trouble Yo, with Boston. It's I, the same thing. And the same. playoffs build the wall. Yeah, build the wall in the playoffs. Dare everybody else to beat you. Giannis is gonna run into your wall. He has no other move. And for for seven games, if you build that, and here's the thing with them, right? And what you have out east is the coaches that will commit to doing that. You have your Nick Nurses, you well, have Nick your Nurse Eric Spolstra, you Nurse have kind of laid out the blueprint. Like, yeah, this is exactly. What you do. This is what you do, and you have to have the teams that have the heart to commit to doing that, right? Like a lot of poorly coached teams. That's why they catch teams on nights in regular season because a lot of teams can't commit to doing that, right? But your Spolstra <laughs> and your Nurses. Those guys are going to do that. Oh, build the wall? Okay, fine. And we will build the wall for seven games, and we will dare you to pivot. We are not, not scared of Middleton. Wall. It's just slow this dude up. Like, if, yeah, that's yeah, build the wall. Yeah, and you do that whatever. by build the wall. Prowl the paint. He can't He can't shoot. If you foul him, he can't convert free throws. Like, also and the, thing, can- the other thing about them this year, you know, the last two years, they've ran through teams in the regular season. They would have never went on a five-game losing streak last year. They're doing that this year. So even that edge about this team is gone. So, like, this is a worse team than last year. Like, let's keep it real. This is a worse team than last year. Regular season already, for sure. This team last year wouldn't be 21 and 13. What were they through 34 games last year? Like, 20, 24 and 10? 23 and uh, 26 and 8? Got to be something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they come on. So all that concerns me about them. Spooky. Are they going to get better in the regular in the playoffs? Like this is a team that's gotten worse in the playoffs the last couple of years. This is a head coach that gets worse in the playoffs. We can't expect them to get better. They are the third best team in the East, and watch out because Miami's starting to get good too. Those boys were tired. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's they were bubble tired. Yeah, they were bubble tired. Bubble tired. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy was chilling. Okay, Miami, well, the Miami's less- seven and three. Miami's won seven of their last ten. 
Okay, well, let's get to Miami then. Yeah. Uh, Miami, the Miami Heat. Uh, real or Fugazi? Real. They've won six straight, seven to ten. Jimmy's back to all-star form. I just, I really think that that is a team that struggled with the quick turnaround, which makes sense with how they play. That's a balls-of-the-wall team, right? And with the physical conditioning and all that things that you're known about with the Heat, a team that's so routine-oriented, thrown off their routine like that, um, not being able to have a camp that they want. I just think they started off the season sluggish. But if you look at it, they're rounding into form. And this is a team that was in the NBA Finals last year. They just Real. got they just got a guy that I trust. Some of this Who? shit comes down to Bolster? Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Like some yeah. of this shit comes down to like, <laughs> yo, who? If no if, folding. Yeah, like who's not gonna <laughs> fold up? Exactly right. It's not, like, it's, not, it's not gonna fold. Yo, who's not gonna fold? Jimmy Butler is just not gonna fold. Like it's not gonna happen. So Didn't fold he, the bubble. Yeah, if he has to make the playoffs and then he he gets mashed up against a soft ass team like the Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I this dude is not. He's just a. He doesn't. They don't want to see Miami in the playoffs. They want. They want no part of seeing Miami in the playoffs. No, they don't. So Bam Bam, Bam knows Giannis. That's 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 a matchup he's all about. Yeah. So yeah, but what Miami is absolutely real. And I will say this, and and when I say real, at least for me, I'm talking about a team that I think can actually win the whole East. Like I think they have an opportunity to do that, I, and I only think three teams do. I think it's, uh, I think it's Miami, I think it's Philly, and I think it's the Nets. And I think Miami's a very very long shot. I mean, I, they're just not as good as the other two, but. I think those three are real, and everybody else is Fugazi. I think the Bucks yeah. are Fugazi. Hey, and I, I will say this. Drew Holiday, like I said, I've been watching Milwaukee a bunch. Drew Holiday hasn't been playing, was uh, coming back from COVID. He yeah. he confirmed that. So maybe they get back rocking crazy with Drew, and, and, and they're real. But I still think the core, the core of the issue is very prevalent. So, so I take it you're out on Boston fully. <laughs> I I listen. <laughs> I I haven't been doing very much. Sports you can't talk. You, ta- you can't talk bad about Brad Stevens. This is. I, have, uh, <laughs> I haven't been doing very much sports betting, but I look at the lines, and I and, and every time I think it looks like a decent spot for Boston, that they, they sh- don't show up. Yeah. Um. They're the I definition of a five hundred team. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on out there. They. They have so much talent and firepower too, and Jalen gets be- like Jalen's better than he was last year. Yeah, um, he might be better than Tatum. Tatum, it's it kind of seems that way some nights. I will say yeah. that. Either way, they're both. I mean, they're both all stars. They're both very good. But and you would think with those two guys, this team. I mean, this team should be better. Every year we we say the same thing about Boston. This team should be better. Yeah, this team should be better. This team should be better. Like I've never seen a team. That it's, gives as many excuses as the Boston Celtics. I, I will say this. I think it's, it's a lot of the same stuff I've seen this year. Is a lot of the same stuff I saw in the bubble last year. Coming down the stretch of games, the offense just all of a sudden is hero ball, and people are throwing up deep-ass jumpers. If it's Kemba, if it's Tatum, it's usually Tatum. Tatum yeah. is like – I think Tatum's number two in the league in <laughs> shot attempts. Like he he gets his he gets, he gets his attempts yeah. up. I'm pretty sure it's he's Brad. Like, he's like he's like the anti KD. It's Brad Beal number one, Tatum number two. Like he gets his shots up. So yeah, man, they they uh they're like Jekyll and Hyde when they're rolling. They look they look insane. And then 
they get in these close games and it's like, man, what are y'all doing? So I'm not all the way out on Boston, but I wouldn't call them. I wouldn't call them real right now. I can't do it. Give me uh give me some thoughts on the Sixers before we move over to the West. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still liking what I'm seeing from the Sixers. Now that Ben Simmons is back, Ben Simmons playing phenomenal defense. He, you know, since we're talking about it, Ben Simmons is my defensive player of the year pick. Yeah. Um, Ben Simmons, everybody was trying to trade for the past six months. Now everybody loves him as the defensive player of the year. It's funny <laughs> to me. That is true. Um, so yeah, Joel Embiid. Well, let me be a- clear. I think it was a lot of packages with James Harden. And yeah. it was like, yeah, bro. I get right, it. Yeah. Man, pack up Ben Simmons. Get him the fuck up out of here. Get him the fuck out of here. Bring in James. <laughs> yeah. James, James and Joel would be nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just really like how that team plays. They have a professional head coach. You can talk about a lot of Doc's playoff failures if you want to, but he has won an NBA championship and he is great with stars. Um, so I just think you, you got a motivated Joel Embiid. If he stays healthy, man, he's going to be a problem out east. So I, I, to me, Philadelphia is very, 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 very real. The realest threat to Brooklyn uh, in the East. Multiple times, multiple, I've heard Ben Simmons on the mic and I've heard Joel Embiid on the mic come out and say Doc Rivers holds us accountable. Multiple times they've used the word accountable, almost as in like it was a free-for-all before he got there and there was no structure whatsoever. Which was very... Hey, watch the film of No Catch of Chicago. I've been <laughs> telling you about Brett Brown for three years. I just wish we, we could find episodes. I've been telling y'all. Yeah, which as uh, a clown, which very well be, the, which very well may be the case. So they've used the word accountable multiple times. Yeah, he's not Brett. He's not. He's not nervous. He's coached so many stars and huge egos and and all. He's like I coached Paul Pierce. Like y'all can't tell me about anybody with a fucking ego. This guy thinks he's the greatest player ever to play the game. Like. I don't I, like, yeah, I don't, I don't right. need to listen to this. You're nobody. When? So they look very good. Doc has got them locked in. Joel Embiid is averaging 30 points a night. Yeah. Like they have Easy. five, they have five guys averaging over 12 points a game. Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Shake Milton. Uh, shout out Shake. Yeah, shout out Shake. And, uh, <laughs> Shake got a little bit of a burner, low key. Shake is shake is nice. Shake got that ball. Shake is shake is buckets. <laughs> and he's coming. And he's coming off the bench. And uh, a great, great name, Shake Milton. Yeah, shout he, out. Shake. He should play in Philly, Shake Milton. Yeah, shout out Shake. And then uh, <laughs> we got Seth Curry, who has been uh, getting better. He gets better and better and better every year. Automatic. He w- he couldn't get in the league. Now he can't get out. So <laughs> yeah, shout out. Yeah, now now he's getting extensions. Yeah, so, he's shout, out Seth. yeah. shout out, shout out, shout um, out, Steph. They Bell. got yo, they got shooting. They got uh, do they got Danny Green? I mean, yeah, listen, Danny Green, the the human say what NBA the fuck, championship. Say what you want. That boy can hit it. When he's hitting it, he's hitting it. He Look, cold, and he's and he's, and he's got three rings. Man. Yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, absolutely. And he can play D. Danny Green, though. No. Danny Green is fine. You know what's nice about Danny Green? If he's hot. You can play him. If he's not, you don't have to. But even if he's not hot, he still brings value. He yo, knows what he's doing. The, yo, the other thing is, when he's hot, he'll shoot it. Yeah. When he's not, bro, he, he will not take a shot yeah, he won't. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll exactly. just like, yo, He'll do me. other things. Yeah, he'll I'm, do I'm, other things. This is things. my night. Yeah. But if like, he's on fire, he will let that bitch go. Yeah, let so me shout play out that He's a winner. Yeah, he knows where. He yeah, plays he's basketball. A he's good yeah, basketball. He, he, he's, built for, he's built for long stretches of basketball. I like that team. I like the moves that they made. I like Doc being there as a coach. Motivated Joel is a problem. Like, they could theoretically run through the East until they got to Brooklyn. 
because Joel Embiid could go if he's healthy, he can go on a thirty. His mind, the, the the mindset is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what it is with him. Like the mindset is completely different. Um, and like he's just kind of you know turned on that beast, and like you saw him against the Bulls. Granted, it was against the Bulls, but like he didn't get tired. It'll be interesting. He didn't yeah. wear down. You he know, it was just like, give me the ball. He was and, killing us. Yeah, he was just killing us. Like, yeah, killing he us. was killing us. And um, that's an interesting matchup for uh, for Brooklyn because Brooklyn would get beat up down low crazy. And then you could throw Simmons out on, uh, you know, one of the big three, and yeah. he could slow them down quite a bit. And then, you know, you got guys like Danny Green. They'll chase you around and give you a few problems, too. And then they got Dwight Howard coming off the bench. that will also clean the glass up, too. Which we saw in an NBA final situation in 15 minutes a game. is fine. You can do do a lot worse than Dwight Howard as your backup center to Joel Embiid. You get 48 minutes of Joel Embiid and then of Dwight Howard. That's fine. We just saw it it last year. Um, I'll say this before we move over to the West. Uh, Joel Embiid is the MVP of the midseason so far for me. I think LeBron James is going to win the MVP because he hasn't won one in eight years, and it's just time for him to get another one. <coughs> I literally think that's all that's going to come to it. He's going to he's going to put up his standard 26, 27, 7, and 8, and the Lakers will have one of the top two records in the West, and they'll yep. give him the MVP. So yep. that that's why I think LeBron's going to get it. But for Joel to be averaging 30 – Look, 30, 11, three assists, a block, and a steal in 32 minutes and have the best record in the East. Uh, I, it's, it's like, I mean, I and he's the I'm reason why that do. he is right. the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. I got Joel he, as my MVP, too. It's my actual, my actual MVP. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Fair. Mid season, full season, whatever. Um, no, no, I mean, like, yeah, when I saw so when I no, when I called you and I was like, hey, I want to do a uh, an actual MVP and then a. Oh, yeah. Then a then a then a guy who won't win the most, MVP. But to me, but he's the MVP. MVP. <laughs> yeah. And my guy's <laughs> out west. Valuable. so We'll hold off on that. My guy's out west for that. OK, cool. Yeah. And I agree with you with Ben Simmons. It's hard to not vote for Ben right now for defensive player of the year. He's defending uh, all five positions. He's the yeah, I mean. And he yeah he told you that too so yeah I can go I can go one through five no, I don't want to hear it. Hey, what happened to his? How come he doesn't have an Australian accent? You ever notice that every year in the league his Australian accent has disappeared more and more, and now he talks like a guy from New York. Yeah, he's, he lives on the East Coast now. Yeah, and he's, he's been he's, he's no he's longer been in Australian the for a minute. Nah, he's suppressed. He goes home. He goes home, and he's got that Aussie shit. Shout out, Benny. <laughs> um. All right, let's get to the West. All right, so so far we covered. Defensive player of the year, Ben Simmons. We agree yeah, on that. We got Embiid. MVP, who's going to win it, Embiid. You haven't given me your I secondary got, MVP. I have my other second. I have my secondary MVP. Yeah. But, all no. right. And then did we cover uh, – let me see. I just want to make sure that my – is my coach of the year out east? No. Coach yeah, of the my year. coach of the year is – yeah, actually, I do have my coach of the year. Okay. Is that east? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, who is it? I think it's Tibbs. <laughs> yeah, this this is a homer pick. Okay, no, it's actually it's actually so real. So I'll actually give you a real who I think should win it, and then I'll give you my secondary one. Monty yeah. Williams is my coach of the year out in Phoenix. Shout out the Suns, yeah. 22 and 11, fourth out west, look like a real contender and are gonna make some noise. But Tibbs is my uh is my fun coach of the year because he has the Knicks playing relevant basketball. Look, they're 
500. Well, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. They're one game over 500. They're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> they're they're fourth the in playoffs. the East. They're genuinely entertaining. And he's doing it with Tibbs' ball. So, like, yeah, shout out Tibbs. And you knew it would happen. And I, to me, that's such an indictment on Towns and Wiggins that, like, he can go out to New York with a bunch of nobody, just like a bunch of grinders and point point Julius Randle, <laughs> right, and win mm-hmm. a bunch of ball games. But you have Wiggins and Towns, and you can't even you, – you couldn't sniff the playoffs unless you had Jimmy. I mean, I think the indictment is out, <clears throat> out on those dudes by multiple people now. I think yeah. they are just – Wiggins is where he needs to be. He's, he's going to be like the fifth yeah. option when the Golden State thing comes together. Mm-hmm. But Towns, again, personal shit aside, I know he's dealt with a lot. As a basketball player, man, like just watching when we played against them, he he's oh. good, but he's just so soft. Yeah, he's soft. Like play, He needs some of that Joel in him. Like, yo, go down there and like use your body. You're seven feet tall. You're huge. All you want to do is sit around and shoot threes. And Yeah, he's soft. He's, he's super he's soft. soft. Charmin. Charmin. Shout out the Knicks. Shout out Tibbs. Shout out Tibbs, ball. All right, let's get Shout to the West. D-Rose. Shout out D-Rose. I'm following I'm them. them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following them. Shout out D-Rose. Um, all right, let's go out West. Let's – uh, okay, we can just jump right into it. Uh, Real or Fugazi, let's get to the teams we don't even really need to talk about. We can talk about Utah. Real or Fugazi. Are you ready for this? Yeah. My – Guy who should win MVP. This is this is the biggest 180 in the no catch-up podcast history, y'all. Donovan Mitchell. Wow. Donovan Mitchell. Why? If you take Donovan Mitchell off the Utah Jazz, what do you have? The the offensive load that he ha- he can't have bad offensive games. The offensive load that he is expected to carry for that team is monumental. Their second best scorer, their second leading scorer is Jordan Hot Potato Clarkson. Love Clarkson. My my sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. So I got two from the Utah Jazz. Just knocked out two right there. Definitely the sixth man of the year. It's not even a question. Yeah. Uh, But he's their second leading scorer, man. Donovan has to go out there and get 24-25 every night. He has to handle the rock. I mean, Michael Mike Conley obviously is a point guard, but um I just think he has a load on him offensively to be special every single night. And I think when they get to the playoffs, if they want to make any noise, it's going to have to be like last year in the bubble where he was putting up 30 and 40 pieces. Because I just think that offensively, that team, great coach team, play play the right way. They're one of those classic regular season teams. But for them to be special, um, Donovan Mitchell has to be elite. And I just think that his value to them – it's it's monumental. You take him off that team, that's not a good ball club. Where how are they scoring? Where's it coming from? Where's the where's the ah, go to? There's no go to guy. Oh uh, no, I mean there's no go to well, guy. Comes from Clarkson, yeah, he'll yeah. If he was like, oh, but, nobody else, oh, this is yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys need me to shoot Wait, it What? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's just me no, and Rudy. <laughs> I uh. <laughs> I would never give him – I think you're underestimating the rest of that team. I think if you took Donovan off, they obviously wouldn't have the best record in the West and they wouldn't be ripping off 17 games in a row or whatever it was. But they would definitely be treading treading water and be in the playoff mix just fine, I think, if you pulled really? it Really? Yeah, I think they would be – obviously need to figure out a way to get some more baskets, but – I don't know if there's a player on the contender that that carries a bigger load offensively other than maybe Joel. 
I guess Giannis, 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 LeBron, AD. Um, but all of those guys have a number two that is offensively capable. I mean, Utah has six players that score that average ten or more points. Yeah, but they get a lot of offense. Yeah, they're they're good. They're all good, and they're like share the wealth type guys. But you you can't rely on a lot of those guys to get. Yo, who in that mix is going off for 30, 40? When yeah, you need I mean, that second guy, like they when they need a second guy, like who who who's that gonna be? I Rudy listen, Gobert's fine. He's not a scorer. Don't Mike Conley's me, great. He's 15 to 20. Don't get me wrong. Donovan Mitchell is a massive part of that team, but that is a that is probably the best overall team in the league. Like overall, like depth-wise. They have a deep ass team, and they play like that. Yeah, but they they run, time, they, they run around. The, they move the ball, and yeah, I guess it, when it comes when it comes time to the playoffs, and, and your 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 rotations get a little bit tighter, and some of these guys aren't playing the same amount of minutes, and they're getting guarded differently, and they're getting played differently. Like that shit comes down to Donovan Mitchell. Like it really does come down to Donovan Mitchell. Twenty five a game, five assists, um, and he he is their go to. And you're saying that now. If you're saying that with the MVP talk, then you you you're, you're you're ready to trust him down the stretch, blow for blow with Kawhi or whoever else in the West. So like, here's the thing. Like, so for me, MVP, I I like the, people say he's the best player, or most valuable. Like, I look at the V. It's the valuable. So can I say that he can go blow for blow for Kawhi? No, Kawhi is a, a much better player. Like, he's a much better player. I just feel like when you look at what they're doing and what he's responsible for, um, to me, he's their most valuable player because if you take him off that team, they're still well-coached. They still have solid players, but, man, they absolutely don't have anything resembling a number one option. They don't really – they don't have an actual number two right now. You wouldn't be like, man, yeah, Jordan Clarkson, like, I'm going to war. Like – <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you'd be like, yo, they, I want him on my squad. They got I, a lot like a, of quality players. Me, but, like, yeah. They have a lot of quality players that know their role, accept it, and, like, they are willing to play team ball and try to try to move the rock around. That's, and that's one of those really guys need more than anything. If you have, if that is the makeup of your team, what do you absolutely need? Yeah, you need a killer. You need one killer. And that's Donovan Mitchell for them, no doubt. So shout out, shout out our boy Eric Woodyard, man. He's been he's been telling us. I, I'm I've come around on Mitchell, man. I, I like I think that he's he gets the buckets when he needs the when they need the buckets, and yeah, yeah, no, he's that's important a, for that team. He's had a great year. That squad has looked. They have they have blown. They're the only team this year that I've seen more than a couple times just blow motherfuckers away. Yeah, like you're sitting. A couple nights ago, we were watching uh, Utah and the Hornets. Yeah, out of nowhere, they just Hornets were up twelve, and Utah just got on their horse and just blew their doors off, and they were went from down twelve to up sixteen in four minutes, four or five minutes. Yeah, like it was crazy. So, and I've seen them do that multiple times where they um don't take this the wrong way, but do you remember when Golden State back in the day? used to just <clears throat> bury people because you couldn't even get a breath and it was just an onslaught of of three-point jumpers. Yeah. And you would they were just like 
they were just gut punches. Just coming down like, and like man, yeah, over with. Yeah, like, like what the fuck? Call timeout. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen that. They're obviously they don't they don't have the best two shooters of all time in some arguments, but I've seen them destroy and just blow people away multiple times with Bogdanovich and Ingles and even Niang at some point. So. They're interesting squad. They're very, very real. I think they are going to be very tough in the playoffs. I'm not worried about with these dudes the the kind of regular season shit. I they I think they're going to be a real, real issue come come playoff time. I'm excited to see it. Wait, so who 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 was your other MVP? Um, see, I it, so in my head, I thought you meant like. Someone I was gonna take like Brad Beal or some shit like that, but I I I, I landed on uh, Zach Levine because I literally think the Bulls maybe have four wins. <laughs> yeah. If you take Zach Levine off the Bulls, the Bulls are a little bit better than the Timberwolves. Yeah, we we watched every quarter of Bulls. Yes, they watch. are. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bad team. If you take that dude off of that team, they are horrendous. Horrendous. So yeah, that's where uh, that's where I my my most valuable. Hey, Bulls are in the playoff hunt. Yeah, that would never. My most valuable that would never ever win MVP is Zach Levine because man, that they playoff hunt or like even Julius Randle, like you take him off right. the Knicks and they are fucking brutal. Julius Randle should be MVP candidate this year. <laughs> you said fly about like seven dimes a game. His numbers are like stupid. It's like 25, 10, and seven or some shit. You said get him out to get him out to New York for the Heisman, the, the Heisman Shout ceremony. Out Shout out Jay. That's what I love about Tibbs, man. He finds one guy, gives him the ball, and says, hey, just do, do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. You know what? Uh, Yeah, you know the guy in the Heisman vote that is never going to win Heisman, but they invite him to New York. Just like, hey, buddy, get this experience. Uh, Who was that? Jordan Lynch from Northern? Remember that? Yeah, like, yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, shout out Jordan Lynch. Come out to New York and yeah, on us. Usually, it's a defensive player. Yeah, yeah, he had a great year. Enjoy. Tua Tagovailoa. Come enjoy. He had a shot to win it, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah, you know. All right. Real or Fugazi, talk to me about let's talk about the Pelicans. I got a couple of things I gotta say about the Pelicans. Where are you at on the Pelicans before I before I get into to how I feel about the Pelicans currently? On any given night, they can be a lot of fun to watch, but very Fugazi. That's a it's a strange roster that doesn't. I think they well, didn't they shoot 11 threes last night and one. Yeah, they almost blew I'm, it. I'm pretty sure they shot 11 three pointers though. Like they they just have a very, uh, very, very interesting, interesting roster. Zion's obviously a lot of fun. I think he's shooting like 65% from the field or some crazy shit like uh, that. He's shooting 61% from the field. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, they, hey, they beat Utah last night. They're not, they're not a, they're not a contender by any stretch of the match. Yeah, I think, I think they're fugazi, but they're interesting and fun. But they can't be real because of how wildly inconsistent they are. And I also think they have like a hierarchy problem within the team, like Between, like Ingram, Zion. Listen, Zion Williamson is number one. He's the problem. The shit that he was doing to Rudy Gobert last night, he just 
he might be the strongest motherfucker in sports, football, basketball, like, uh, like, <laughs> yo, Zion Williamson could play left tackle in the NFL right now. Yeah. Like he's, he's a bully. Yo, like that video I showed you of Miles Garrett. First of all, that needs to be seen by everyone that's a football well, fan. Was there a video of him today doing like a, a like a fifty-eight inch box jump or some shit like Yo, that? I sent this video <laughs> of Nick to Nick of uh, Miles Garrett. This dude looked like the Michelin Man, bro. Yeah, he's a, well, like just muscles in- everywhere, packed. But Zion Williamson is an issue when he goes to the basket and he bangs into people. I'm not talking about pushing off. I'm not talking about extending the arm. I'm talking about you and him meet. You go straight up. He goes straight up, and y'all make contact. You are moving out of his way. I've never seen a guy get to the cup in so much traffic, and by the time he's laying the ball up, he's by himself. Yeah. You ever notice that? Like, he's never laying. Bro, he's never laying the ball up contested. Yeah. He's always just laying the ball up. Like, at the very end, it's just like a clean-ass layup. So do you want to know something crazy? Yeah. I believe he leads the league in shots blocked, his his own shots blocked. Interesting. I think I heard that today. He leads the NBA in getting his shot blocked. But I, his second, it doesn't matter. Like, his shit gets blocked, he gets it back and puts it right back up. Well, bro, he's never taking any jumpers either. Yeah, yeah. So everything like, everything is at the rim. So, yeah, it would make sense. Literally every single play is at the rim. Yeah. I So, if you watched the game against Utah last night, he was going nuts in the third and then kind of disappeared in the fourth, and they almost lost the game. I mean yeah. – all types of everybody, everybody but him is getting shots. Bledsoe ball, whoever, whoever you want is getting shots but him. So I need him to get more aggressive. And I also need it to be very clear that yo, I need to be getting the most shots on offense tonight. Whenever when you when you guys decide you want to win, let me know and I, I can lead you there. Right. Like I can take you there. You know what I'm saying? Zion's. Take it. Look, look. I, I, I won't even make you guess. Zion is thirty eighth in the league in shot attempts per game. That's the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. There's no reason he should be thirty eighth in the league behind. I, I should I, let me. I should pull up the list. But he's behind all, like Malik Beasley. He's he's he, Malik Beasley. Yeah, he gets like one more shot, uh, one or two more shots than Dylan Brooks. In Memphis, like th- these are guys that are not in his class. I think that's going to go up because they started to put the ball in his hands a lot more and almost have to like, run this like point forward type situation. But that's, that's really what I how mean. It needs it's to be. like, yeah. yo, when you decide y'all want to win games, let everybody else know, and, and we'll see hey. it when Zion starts getting the most shots on the team. I will. I will say this though: hey, Zion, start grabbing some rebounds. Seven seven rebounds for a guy that athletic and that big is embarrassing. You want him to grab eleven? Yeah, you know how I like I like my big my bigs need to grab boards. My bigs yeah, need mean, to grab Luka, boards. Luca's getting seven too, and he's not yeah, even trying. Yeah, my I think Lamelo Ball's getting six. He's a fucking point guard. Yeah, Gra- so, grab board, okay. grab some boards. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but but, but Zion, I, I get your point. But they are not a contender. They're, that's not a good team. Um, they might not even make it to the to the play in tournament. So we'll yeah, thirty eighth in the league in shot attempts for Zion. That's 16 shots per game. He's shooting 61%. So get him the fucking rock. He's going to score more points. He shoots, and it's not like when he gets fouled, he can't hit, knock him down at the line. He's shooting still 70%. It's not the best, but it's not the worst from the line. He needs to be getting 19, 20 shots a game, period, point blank. Brandon Ingram leads the team at 18 point, 18 shots per game. That's, that's 
Should be the other way around. No question about it. Um, that was a lot of time on the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, they're interesting, though. They're, <laughs> and, and, they, and they just beat Utah. And Zion is a fucking animal. Zion like, is a monster, though, yeah. They need to – that dude needs to be covered. They should run everything be, through Zion Williamson and just go for broke 100%. Stop, that, that's, forget all exactly. the bullshit. Run Stop everything through bullshit. Zion Williamson. Get, put the ball in his hands and see what you got there. Yeah. You're not going to make any noise regardless. So you might as well see what you got. I fully agree on that. Stop shooting long twos with Brandon Ingram and fucking let, Eric Bledsoe. Let me ask you a squad. Yeah. Real or Fugazi. Yeah. Phoenix Suns. Uh, man, I really, uh, I, I'll say they're real. But I'll say they're they're one of the four teams in the in the in the West that can actually win something. Is Denver one of so Denver is not one of those four teams for you? You're no, out. No, you're I'm still not. out. Yeah. Six and four over their last. I think I, I, if I had to pick between Phoenix and Denver, I would take Phoenix. That's what I was going to ask you, Phoenix so, and Denver. Yeah. Okay, purely off the strength of Chris Paul, there is not very many team or players that I've seen like decide they want to just close the game out and have he's that capability best, like Chris Paul does. He's such a good closer. He makes the right decision down the stretch. Like crazy. It's almost <laughs> like he decides that okay, I'm going to win the game and close yeah. it out and. He hits three or four mid-range jumpers, all net. Dishes, he doesn't miss. Doesn't miss. Gets the ball where it needs to be. So I would have to yeah. take Phoenix. Um, Makes the right decision down the stretch, which is scary. It It is scary because also the rest of that team doesn't know what it's like to be in the playoffs. So they definitely, no don't know what it, they definitely don't know what it's like to be in a semifinal. Yeah, no idea. Against the Clippers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So – it's it's tough because I think they'll give him a run purely off Chris Paul just leading them. Dog, look at what he did with that weak ass Thunder squad. Yeah, yeah, it made no sense. Like squad that team, weak as hell. that team weak as fuck. <laughs> he took so, us like, to the playoffs. Yeah, so in the bubble. Yeah, yeah shout, shout out, out Dennis Schroeder, and he was there too, I guess. But still, man, uh, the squad like, was the squad was that ass. squad is ass, man. Shout out Luke Dort, though. Squad had yeah, Lugan's Dort is real. Hey, free Dort. Free Dort. Shout out. Hey, Dort. If I'm a contender, I'm making calls on Dort Yo. right now. Hey, and he's a Sun Devil, Jerry. No cap. Yeah, I'm making calls on Dort right now. I'm making calls on Dort. But Dort is gonna defend the other team's best player and he's gonna take the shot. I've seen uh, I've seen enough. I've seen everything I need to see from Lou Dort to tell you he's 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 ready. Get not Dort scared. Out. Get Dort out to Brooklyn. It's yeah, it's, it's a wrap. Yo, get Dort to Chicago. Auto Porter for <laughs> Lou Dort. Yo, I, I thought of something today. Zach Lowe was on. Uh, I was listening to Zach Lowe on a podcast today, and I, yeah. apparently there's a provision in Otto Porter's contract. Oh my god! Where, <laughs> it, made, it made me think of you. Yeah, where he gets fifty percent of his money, like his salary is like upfront. It's like paid in like the first couple weeks of the season. <laughs> yeah, it's the money man. <laughs> Lump sum. Hey, you see him in the jacket? You see his jacket last night? Yeah, that shit was weak. That <laughs> shit was super shout weak. Out, shout out Lump Sum Lump Auto. Sum Auto. He's like, oh, the check cleared? Oh, my ankle. Dude. <laughs> yo, that's why he never fucking plays. Yeah. He's got oh, all his money. Heavy. My he's heavy. Got, he's got. He's literally got his whole salary for the year uh, in the first the 20 alert. games. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm good. Oh, my calf. Ankle. This, this shit hurt. <laughs> Tug. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> Well, a life. Yeah, I saw uh, that. I, I was like, "Yo, shout out! That, that was a great, that was a great, uh, great tidbit." Shout out, <laughs> great tidbit. All right, let's uh, let's talk about these LA squads. Um, 
Which one do you want to start with? The Le- we know what the Lakers are about. Yeah, no AD. It's hard to really say anything about them. So, I mean, we're waiting for AD to come back. The, all the things to be said about the Lakers is if AD is healthy, they win the championship. If he's not, they got some issues. Yeah, so I really, think it's, it's... It's really, can the Clippers capitalize on that moment if that's what happens? I think it's really that simple, G. Yeah. It's that simple. AD yeah. healthy, they win the championship. Um, You don't think... some? I have a small inkling, like, in the back of my shit... That like the Clippers can can do I just need to give that up? Do I need to let that go, or can the Clippers actually get busy and and make some noise? Um, no, I think they can. I think that uh, I yeah, I think that the bubble we talked about this last time. I think the bubble really did wear down on them. Like, I don't think that we can discount that. And they have Kawhi. Like, let's not forget that Kawhi is on the roster. And when it comes playoff time, if that team is right, they can absolutely make noise. Paul yeah. George is having a really good year, right? He's, yes. He is having a year reminiscent of his NBC, MVP season. So I think that, that matters. <laughs> um, but no, like, you know, all jokes aside, like, yeah, I do think that they can make some noise uh, in the playoffs for sure. Like, I, I think that this is a different a different Clippers team. Um, I think if those two guys are playing well um, defensively, they can take it to a level – that can be scary for a lot of these other teams because Kawhi and Paul George are two of the premier perimeter defenders in the NBA. Yeah, and I think that they they honestly thought they were just going to skate to the Lakers, and they got caught lacking. That, that that's the best way yeah. I can explain it. Yeah, hundred percent. Between between the bubble and, and being they didn't up, want to be there, and being up three one, and you know Paul having his mental trouble or whatever, they just got caught lacking. Murray started going nuts. Denver gets the win, right? I think this year that's not going to happen, and I think it's going to be them versus the Lakers in the West. And I also think it's interesting that with both of those guys being in L.A. and playing in the same building, everyone gets to go home. Everyone gets to go to their family. Everyone gets to eat with their chef at the crib. And everyone has to drive. Ain't no travel. It's pull up to Staples for seven of them, and let's see who comes out. Yep. So I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, well, I guess we can drive home to San Diego. Yeah. While we're talking about, just because we're we already dipping, we haven't even started talking football yet. Big Nick the Quick had a file to give on Paul George. Here's uh here's Paul George's comments the other night after taking the L in Milwaukee. He he, he feels like he needs to get to the foul line more. Here's Paul George. Paul, um, on the season, you guys are. I think you guys dropped to about twenty sixth in free throw three throw attempts. You guys had seven today. Just in total on the season, why do you think your free throw attempts as a team are so low? Uh, that's more of a, a league question um, than, than our team question. That's more of a league question. Well, do, do you feel like you as a t- you guys as a team are doing enough in terms of getting into the paint, drawing fouls to, to get to the line? Yeah, I think we're doing enough. I think we put enough pressure. <clears throat> we, we get contact um, 19 to 11 tonight or, or, or today. Um, I think we did enough to get, um, you know, some 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 calls our way. Thanks. Thanks. We'll go over to. It's never, feels it's like not. feels like he should be getting to the line. Feels like he's not getting enough calls. Big Nick to quit. That's never his fault, man. Slasher, slasher. Paul George isn't getting to the line enough. Slashing team Clippers not getting to the line enough. Like. Listen, man, like you don't have to answer every question. You say it all the time. Like, 
I think for him, man, like, and that's not even like the worst, right? Like, but I think for him, it's almost like he, he keeps adding these different things and it, and it makes it's all put together. It's just excuse on top of excuse on top of excuse on top of my coach on top of my MVP year, like all these things. Like it's always some other factor that is getting in the way of Paul George. It's never a Paul George issue at all. So, um, yeah, just when I heard that, man, I was just like, man, this here, here he goes again with more bullshit about something not going his way and how it's somebody else's fault. Like, for once, I just like to have him be like, you know what, man? Yeah, we just knew, need to do a better job of getting the land drawing contact. That's it. Keep it moving. Or sometimes you get some, sometimes you don't. It is what it is. Keep it moving. Especially because he's having such a good year. Yeah. Just, like, focus on that shit and keep it moving. Yeah, I feel you, man. I, just, I get it. Just, just keep it moving, man. Like, it's all good. I get it. So, uh, yeah, I think Utah is obviously real. The two L.A. squads are real. And I'll go with Phoenix is also real. The Pelicans are fun. Uh, give the ball to Zion. Oh, so you but, think Phoenix can make some noise? Like, you don't want to see them in the playoffs? No, I really think they can make some noise. I really think Chris Paul is makes that big of – I think he makes that big impact. So, right now, they would be lined up with Portland, which I think would be a fun series. Yeah, the, I think – Dame versus Chris Paul. I yeah. think they beat Portland. Listen – I don't know. I, listen, this is the thing about this is the thing about Portland. I don't need to see this team again. <laughs> I already know what's gonna like. I know what's gonna happen with this squad. You feel what I'm saying? Maybe it's a little different because Nurkic, Nur, uh, Nurkic is healthy, and he gets back, and they get a little hey, healthier. Hey, when Nurkic gets back is becoming the most but, repeated statement in the NBA over the past three. Every I feel like every year. It's a hey, when Nurkic is getting back. Oh, now Nurkic is healthy. Well, when Nurkic gets healthy. Oh, now Nurkic is healthy. Yeah, this guy can't stay healthy. When Nurkic gets back, when Giannis gets a jump shot, yes. when, when Nurkic gets back, he'll three. give up thirty to whoever he's guarding. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's the thing about like a squad like Portland. Shout out Dame. I tweeted this out. I love it. I, I love it. I love that you don't want to team up. I I I, I respect that. I get that. It's going to leave you ringless, period, point blank. You're never going to beat any of these squads with that same squad y'all keep running out in Portland. It's just that not going to beat anybody. That cannot guard anybody. That can't guard anyone, and they just – yeah, that's just – yeah, nah, bro. It's just not – Yeah. they keep running the same team out, and nothing's going to change. It's similar to Milwaukee. They're not spooky to me either. They add J. Rue, Drew Holiday. Yes, I understand that. He will make an impact. They're not spooky to win anything. It's the same thing. That's how I feel about Milwaukee. That's how I feel about Portland. Like, I've already seen what a majority of these dudes are going to come out and do. So, uh, I don't need to see it again. If I had to bet my money on Phoenix or Portland, I'm taking Phoenix purely off the strength of, the first off, Chris Paul is now there running the show. He's a Hall of He's one of the best point guards of all time. And... Dame just it's the same story, different day. Right. So yeah, we'll leave that there, man. Anything else on the Lakers or the West before we move over to the NFL? Nope. So it sounds like you got Brooklyn versus the Lakers. That's Lakers. Man, I can't even pick Brooklyn. I don't even uh, so know. So you got so you got Philly Lakers? I don't know. I, I can't even, I gotta wait. Oh no, no, no way. I gotta wait. Philly, I gotta I got Nets Lakers. Yeah, I gotta wait. I don't know. KD's so fucking dangerous. 
Durant, Durant is very, just chilling he's very, out. He's very good at basketball. <laughs> Durant's just chilling out. That's just spooky. instant instant thirty easy money sniper. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait. But all right, let's move over to the NFL. We're already at an hour fifteen, so we're gonna give y'all an easy thirty on this NFL talk. Um, me and Big Nick the Quick have been talking NFL and. Obviously, we see J.J. Watt. He goes to Arizona. Um, I thought he was a shoe in to go to Pittsburgh and play with his bros. I thought I that thought, shit I thought, was I a thought he was going to go to Tampa and ring chase. Uh, yeah, he could have went. I, mean, I don't know why he would go to that loaded-ass division. Like, of all the places I wouldn't go, it wouldn't be that division to play for that team. Yeah, that division is That stacked. division is stacked. And Dude. remember, San Fran gets all their guys back healthy next year, and they were in the Super Bowl two fucking years no, ago. The Niners are a sleeping giant. <laughs> the Niners, the Rams, the Seahawks. The Rams I mean, like, are a juggernaut. It's a gauntlet. Yeah. it's. I uh, didn't understand that. I thought he was going to be ring chasing. And, like, that is not the, the, the path to – that just didn't make sense to me. Of all the teams he could have cho- – maybe, maybe he just wanted the bread and they had the money, but possibly. I would not go to that division. He he did get a lot. He did get, he did get quite he a bit. A, bunch he got of money a, he got for, a lot of he got a lot of coin for a guy that it's been quiet for quite a while now. I understand. He's been hurt. I, I understand he raised a lot of money for Houston. That's great. Um, but yeah, he's been quiet. He's been quiet for a bit. But anyway, yeah. Quarterback situation is the same in Dallas. Deshaun wants out of uh, of uh, Houston. Now Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle, it sounds like. And there was a really good article on The Athletic. I would go check it out. What's it called? What was it called? Um, Inside the Rift or What's Driving the Rift Between. Yeah, something like that. What's Driving the Rift Between. It's what is, what is Driving the Rift Between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Power and Control by Michael Shaw Dugar, Mike San, Sando, and Jason Jinks. I would go check that out ASAP. If you got an athletic subscription, I would uh, I would go check that out. It was really interesting. We're going to get into it right now. But the, the situation in Dallas is the same. We've been talking – we've literally been talking about Dak Prescott and his contract situation for three years. Yep. It's now to the point where I think he's just going to – he's going to get the tag again. He's going to Kirk Cousins it. Yeah, why not? He's going to get the tag again, and then he's going to leave. And hey, and then he's going to leave Dallas. So I hope they fucking, I hope they, I hope they, they're ready for that shit because what they've done, I, I, I don't know if Jerry has forgotten how hard it is to get a quarterback. Maybe yeah. he thinks it's just easy to get a quarterback because he went from Romo, who was a backup, and he like stumbled on Romo, kind of. He gets Romo for a long stretch. Then he replaces Romo and goes, gets Dak in the, what, fifth round, sixth yeah, round, yeah. fourth round, whatever fourth it was. Round, yep. Fourth round, yeah. and he's like, ah, I'm not going to pay this fourth round guy. I'll go get me another guy. I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that, but I, I've wasted so much time. We've talked about that. Well, and if you're Dak, why wouldn't you just sign a bunch. this franchise tag this year? And then next year, they either sign you to a, a ridiculous number of franchise or you hit the open market and you can sign for a bazillion dollars. Right. As really the first quarterback to hit, I mean, the, the highest, highly touted quarterback to hit the open market since Kirk Cousins. Yeah, they'll end up and paying him. And you saw what him happened like, with Kirk Cousins. 
they'll end up paying him like if they gave him three tags, it'd be like they would they could have just signed him million dollars the last year three year deal for yeah it'd be like a three year deal like a oh. hundred and a hundred and forty dollars. They could have got him days. for like thirty million a year, and now they have just completely fucked this whole thing up. No, I think less, bro. Like they could have got him for like twenty seven and, and a half, like. W- after his first season, like that, he was like, "Okay, this dude's solid. Like yeah. we could we could lock this dude up." Um, but Dak's situation is interesting. We'll see what happens there in Dallas. We know about Deshaun Watson. He has made it very clear he's leaving. He, he's not, bro. I'm not putting on a Texans uniform. It's never, ever it's again. never happening. I, oh, you want me to come and take a meeting with the new coach? All right, I'll come talk. I guess this dude wants to talk. I'll I'll I'll, I'll humor this dude and come talk to him. But it's I'm a brother. Gonna, I'm gonna sit down with them. I'm not gonna listen. embarrass them. Hey, hey, yo, almost like, hey, look, bro, don't count on seeing me. So get yeah. your shit in order. Hey, every, yeah, get hey, every, everything else. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Everything Happy outside, time. everything you need to get in order. Act like I'm not gonna be here because I'm not gonna be here. And I remember after that meeting, they had Lou Reddick on ESPN, and he was like, "Yo, I know whoever the Texans head coach is, David something or another." He's like, "Yo, I know this guy." He goes. If there's a relationship can be fixed, this is the type of guy that can fix it. So if we're coming out the meeting saying that he still wants to be traded, it's not happening. It's over with. <laughs> <It's over> with. <laughs> but the biggest story to come out now recently is Russell Wilson. Go Russell, Hawks. Russell, go Hawks. <laughs> Russell Wilson apparently feels disrespected by, by uh, Pete Carroll and the organization. The staff, and I, I, I did not see when I read this article. I did not see any of this coming because I thought it was the exact opposite. I thought I thought Russell had the keys to kind of what was going on. I know that Pete sees the game as run first defense. I get that. Maybe go deep here and there, but. They had let Russ do his thing at certain points this year. Early in the year, they were throwing it all over the place, and it ended up opening up, and it kind of closed up. But it's all it, it, from what I'm taking from it. And before I get, how about we do this? Before I get into the article, what did you think? What do you think is going on out there? And I'll start bringing up some passages that I thought was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think the article does a good job of laying it out. Russell Wilson feels like he should have more input. The offense should be geared more towards him. They should be more invested in protecting him. And Pete Carroll has his way of doing things. When Russell Wilson decided he wanted to bring that to their attention, he felt that, you know, they kind of dismissed what he said. And then he's watching all these other quarterbacks around the league kind of get their way. He's at the Super Bowl seeing Pat Mahomes do his thing. He's at the Super Bowl seeing Tom Brady be the CEO of everything in Tampa. And he's like, hey, what about me? I won my Super Bowl. I've been a good soldier. I say go Hawks at the end of every interview. I shut shut the fuck up. I don't say anything. And when I go into the meeting, y'all don't even want to listen to what I want to say. Um, I'm I'm not happy. I'm upset. I want to go somewhere else, I think. I'm gonna get the, the. These are the. I pulled out three passages that I thought were really interesting, and then I, me and Nick will break them down. This is passage one for everyone that's not, uh, that's just listening. I'm gonna read it out for you. This is the. A reporter was asking Russell, like you know, how how he felt about. He had had a couple of rough games in the middle of the year, and he was turning the ball over. Russell and the reporter asked Russell, you know how he felt. And this is an I quote. 
Uh, Russell Wilson, I know that I'm a great football player, he said. I know I've been great. I know I will be great, and I know I'll continue to be great. Carroll wanted to be more careful with the offense. Wilson wanted to stay the course, trusting in himself. Pete Carroll, that is. Before the game Thursday night against Arizona, Wilson met with his coaches. For some time, Wilson had, had sought, even pushed for influence in the organization regarding scheme and personnel. In the meeting, he outlined his own ideas for how to fix the offense. His suggestions were dismissed. Multiple sources told The Athletic, another reminder to Wilson that the Seahawks did not see him the same way he saw himself, as a player who had earned greater control over his situation, his future, his legacy. He stormed out of the room. Mm. Now, essentially, Russell has a couple bad games. He then comes in getting ready for a Thursday night game against a, uh, against a division opponent in the Cardinals. He comes up with some schemes that he thinks, you know, will work. They come in and they dismiss and they t- essentially tell him, get the fuck up out of here with that. We're not doing that. And this is the ideas that we have. Russell gets mad about that and leaves. Now, I brought this up to Nick before we got on. I think the only reason that Pete Carroll thinks that that, that that would even cross his mind is because obviously Pete is a Super Bowl winning quarterback or a uh, coach. And he's the he's still the guy that gave Russell Wilson his break. Almost like, yo, Russ, without me giving you a shot, you're not the dude you are today. That's kind of the only reason I could see that he would even have the 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 balls to dismiss anything Russell Wilson was saying. Well, you you know why else too, I think. Yeah. And like I think we forget this because he doesn't seem it. But Pete Carroll, I believe, is the oldest head coach in the NFL. So you want to talk about a guy who's from the old school way of doing things. Again, like he has the surfer dude, he runs around and does all that, but he he is an old he's 70 years old. So he's coming from an era also where, like, yo, bro, you're the you're the player. Like you don't you know, yeah, you don't that's not how this works. You know what I mean? So it's not like even I guess Andy Reid and those type of guys, like they've changed, you know, he, they're older coaches too. But like, it's not like LaFleur or one of these super young McVay, these young guys who might have more of like a community approach to it, right? Like, Carroll's an old school guy who's the coach says is what we're doing, your player, and that that line is pretty straightforward. All right. And here's passage two. So Russell, Russell shoots out to, to Tampa to watch the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl this year was a trigger. uh, Wilson flew to Tampa to pick up his Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Of course he did. He and his wife, Sierra, watched the game in a suite next to NFL (laughs) Commissioner Roger Goodell. And as Tom Brady battled Pat Mahomes on the field below, Wilson seethed. During the game, he texted Jake Heaps, his former teammate and private quarterback coach, to vent about what he was watching, or to vent about watching the game instead of playing in it. Wilson later spoke to Carroll, according to a source, to talk about the way the Seahawks addressed the offensive line, an issue that had both bothered Wilson for years. He wanted to know the team's plan, but it wasn't relayed to him, at least not to Wilson's satisfaction, the source said. Carroll implored him to have faith. But after the Super Bowl, Wilson took, to his, me- uh, took his message public. That Monday, 
CBS's Jason LaConfora tweeted that uh, Russell Wilson's camp was frustrated with his pass protection and called it a situation worth monitoring. <laughs> the next day, Wilson went on the Dan Patrick show and said he wanted to be more involved with the organization. And he asked about the uh, he was asked about the almost 400 times he's been sacked. He, he said he wants to be more involved. He wants more protection. Now, I thought that passage was interesting because I could see Russell being more frustrated than Pete Carroll realizes, right? So first Pete, off, who who is this source? Is either Russell Wilson, Sierra, or Russell Wilson's agent? Because I mean, you got someone who's saying who he texted during the game, right? How he felt about that. I mean, these are very like this isn't like somebody who's like three three parties removed. This is someone who is right there. Like, right. I swear, like, when you just read that, I'm like, is, is Russell Wilson the source in this article? Like, <laughs> right. This is who he texted. This is when he texted. This is how he felt during the game. Like, it is very, very interesting. Sorry. Right. So, my thing, I, I, I could see it being where Pete Carroll doesn't know how frustrated Russell Wilson is. So, during the Super Bowl, he shoots him a text like, yo, we need to make sure our protection is solid. Like, what's our plan for that? And Pete's yeah. like, yo, have faith, bro. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. I'm at a Super Bowl party, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. have faith, bro. Don't worry about it. Like, nah. But at the same time, Russell feels like he's getting dismissed <clears throat> again. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he's watching Tom with a clean jersey at 43 just yes. picking apart defenses. Yo, and I also – yo, that also made me think, like, yo, Tom is – Tom is sabotaging other franchises just by playing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Tom got the Seahawks in shambles because he because oh, he was playing, eliminating another NFC team. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like this is crazy. This is how you get rid of the competition, guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that is that is that something to get mad about? I guess is for, from from your point of. Bro, if it's like anything else. When you add it on top of other shit, it's just another thing. So as its own incident, no. But when you right. add on to the fact that he's tried to meet with them and talk about this, he feels disrespected. He's seeing other guys have success. He feels like he doesn't get the credit he deserves and the offense, and, he, and they were rolling when it was in his hands, and then it slowed down, and, you know, he felt that he got blamed for it. Like, all that shit, man. Like, yeah. So by itself, is that a terrible thing? No. But when you add it into everything else, it's a snowball that's just going downhill. And before you know, it's a fucking avalanche. So I think that's where we are right now, like 100%. So, yeah, he's obviously – this is – that article, again, like the information, how detailed it is, laying out his specific frustrations, like it's clear as day. So, like, if you're the Seahawks, you need to make a choice. Like, is either Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll? (laughs) it's either Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll at this point in time. And if you truly believe like, Hey, you know, we like Pete Carroll. We don't want to have to deal with this Russell Wilson situation. Then you move on. But he he's clearly upset. And I don't know if Pete Carroll again, as like a 70 year old man is going to be like, Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to change up how I do things. Yo, and you know, what doesn't happen that way. You know, what's crazy. It seems like more times than not in these situations, the organization picks the coach or the front office guy over the quarterback. And it's all mind, the time. It's mind time. boggling to me. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Yeah. I can't figure it out. And I know we talk about maybe it's uh we're we're coming from a franchise that we root for in the Chicago Bears that 
has never had a really good quarterback. Like, bro, we would we would do anything for a quarterback. Like, right. wh- what do you guys need? Yeah. Like, coach, what? Bears for a coach. coach yeah. front, fire the GM. You can win a Super Bowl with Bruce Arians. Dog, so it doesn't matter who's coaching. Fire the GM. No yeah. fucking problem. Like, yeah. what, like, what are we talking about? So the fact that some of these organizations, be it the Cowboys or be it – the thing about the Cowboys situation I don't understand is – and even after this year, it's like, yo, I don't essentially Jerry Jones is like, I don't want to pay Dak. Yeah. But what's your alternative? Like, and you saw it this year. You don't want to pay Dak. All right, here's the alternative, bro. Y'all Andy are gonna Dalton be ass. a bunch of bums. Y'all are gonna be ass and you're gonna run out all these clowns. And you're now, gonna you're gonna not even gonna win a division that was literally the easiest division in the history of the NFL to win. There was like a six-win division. Exactly. You got a guy coming off flesh wound bacterial yeah leg shattered leading teams to like win a playoff to, to make the playoff it's like you, yeah. you, have the, you have the division winner cutting their first round draft pick in the middle of the season quarterback in the middle of the season right exactly so yeah the the coach of the 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 coach of the the team that made the playoffs had cancer in the middle of the year yeah like, like there's like, just like literally it was, it was if there was ever a year for the cowboys to win, win this division, division it was like, like saquon barkley went down in the first game of the season like it's just you could actually like go back. Yeah, I would fire Mike McCarthy after this podcast. You think about all the reasons <laughs> that the Cowboys should have won this division. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's, there's uh, I, I Carson. Don't not, it's not even talking about the Eagles. Yeah, yeah Carson. Yeah, Car- <laughs> Carson Wentz maybe has one of the worst quarterback years ever in in a while. You know yeah. what I mean? So well, you still can't win. Yeah, they you still can't win the division, but. I don't – I mean, kind of like what Dallas is doing now. They're essentially picking everything over having a quarterback. Seattle, if I'm the owner of the Seattle Seahawks and they came to me and Russell was like, yo, I'm having problems with Pete, Pete would have his shit packed up. Yeah, bye. Period, point blank. Like, that's it. Because you can't – it's hard to get another quarterback, and people forget that. So, this is the last, now this is a different angle on the whole Russell Wilson situation. This is the third passage. And I quote, others see the situation differently after after Wilson had the worst stretch of his career in the season's final eight games, ranking 28th in yards per attempt, one spot below the Bengals' Brandon Allen. He's finally catching heat, one person told The Athletic. That's the main reason for all this. People are talking and holding him accountable because he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks. He says he wants to be the greatest, so now people are holding uh, holding him to that standard. It's a PR game, that person added. He's trying to protect himself. Another source agreed. What he's trying to do is save face. Hmm. What do you think about that? I mean, I didn't realize he played, I guess, yeah, we just stopped paying attention to Seattle down the stretch. I, I didn't mean, realize it was that bad. It wasn't that. I think – the yards per attempt. I mean, you they just picked the wor- the the worst yeah. stat. Um, yeah. Um, they, they, what did they win? Eleven games. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, stop it. Like, he had a good year. Like, he had a couple. He had a bad couple games down the stretch where he was turning it over like crazy. But yeah, I mean, that seems like some people. Yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's very personal. He's trying to save face. Um, it sounds like some guys that don't like him. Yeah, it's like well, that's what and, it sounds which like. is which is been the case with him before but those defensive guys didn't like him he has the mr perfect image which is great but you have a lot of people who don't like that who are waiting has, for you to fall I think, I think behind the scenes he might be kind of difficult you but, think so yeah i think he i think behind the scenes he's very playboy 
prima donna. I mean, dude, his wife is Sierra. I think he carries himself very, I'm the man. He just says all the right things. You know what I'm saying? Go Hawks. Yeah, go Hawks. And he goes to the children's hospital a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's an interesting situation. Um, I think he's definitely, I mean, we've seen this now in in every sport across all situations. When these talks start, you're pretty much, in this day and age, the way that shit just kind of goes out of control, once it starts like this, it's it's, it's only headed towards one way, and that's separation. So I don't know if it'll happen this year or next year, but this won't end well. Russell Wilson will be on the market. He's not going to finish his career in Seattle. Yeah. I think there's a lot of quarterback and, and like, yeah, all this quarterback movement, like this quick side note on this. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, why are they not trying to trade Matt Ryan? It's a good question. I don't know. Your team's going nowhere. He has value. A contender is, I mean, like you see that Stafford's go, you couldn't get the same type Stafford deal for Matt Ryan. Ryan's resume is way better than Matt Stafford's. I guess wins wise, yeah, it is. Wins wise, success wise, he won a fucking MVP. Like we talk about, he sucks, but I mean, he won an MVP. Gross. Yeah, it's terrible, but he did win an MVP. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's won way more games than Matt Stafford. Like, why? If I'm Atlanta, I'm like, yo, we we got a high pick. Like, let's get off of Ryan now. We're not gonna win anything. We're not. We're, we're in the we're in the like, division. Get off. You should get off. Them. You should get off Julio and them too. Get off everybody. Get off everybody. Yo, take the NBA approach, man. If you don't think you're going to win and you got assets, sell them off. Yeah. That, 100%. Man, you a, can get a first-round pick for Matt Ryan right now. Yeah, that's a fact. Give me a team that needs – the Bears? The Bears would probably give you a first-round pick for Matt Ryan. Yeah, they would. Yeah. For sure. For sure. The Steelers would give you a first-round pick for Matt Ryan. I did an interesting spot, actually. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Teams would take Matt Ryan. Bears are going to fucking end up with Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> this this quarterback situation is gonna be some funny shit Yo, yeah we're not even there's not even rumors of us interested in a quarterback we're we're gonna we're gonna end up with like ryan finley the, or some shit we're gonna end up with, uh who was my man that uh kept getting getting jobs in the nfl worst quarterback i've ever seen you know the guy, Peterson? yeah peterman peterman, peterman. Peterman. Yeah. yeah, they were calling him Peterman. Peter, Peterman. <laughs> end up with that guy, man. Shout out him. Yeah, man. So I think the Russell situation is interesting. I thought that article was interesting, so I wanted to talk about that. I'm glad we did. We'll see where he ends up. Chicago's on the list, apparently. Um, That would be fucking amazing. Well, they said that he's a legacy guy, and like for him, to, he thinks about coming to Chicago and winning the Super Bowl here would be huge. and Winning an MVP in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, Chicago, crazy. and yeah, his wife. Yeah, we lost quick, but yeah, that would be in, that would be insane. If we somehow could get Russell Wilson in a Chicago Bears uniform in Chicago playing quarterback, and he... Anybody that wins in this town is a god, period, point blank. It's always been like that. It'll always be like that. Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, all those dudes are legends. I looked at his legends. Bro, people, Jay Cutler's a legend here. Think about that. Best Bears quarterback of all time. Wasn't very good, but I love Jay Cutler. Just because he made an impact, he did his thing. So if we could get Russell Wilson here in Chicago, number three, to come out, put up big numbers, and then, uh, lead the squad to a Super Bowl, it would be very, 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 very different. And we would be instant NFC contenders to win the NFC if Russell Wilson showed up. There's no doubt in my mind about that. 
All right, that's it for No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, for Big Nick the Quick. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, man. Retweet us. We're live on Periscope. Retweet that. Show love. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. We out of here.